Silver jumps to market moves higher and is Starbucks a buy. This is the Running With Money podcast. Let's get into it. The market is moving higher today. And when I say it is moving higher, I truly do mean it's moving higher. With the Dow Jones up 267 points, NASDAQ up 340 points, and the S&P 500 up 63 with the Rust 2K up 48. All the while, the VIX is moving lower down 10%. But that does not mean we are done here, people. There could be more downside on the way. But before we get to that, we have to get to one of the biggest, one of the biggest, um, I would say one of the biggest stories that is running through the markets currently, and that would be this silver jump. Yes, that's right. Silver has moved to eight-year highs, and who is pushing it higher? The Wall Street Bets Reddit Battalion, the army of retail traders that is taking on the hedge funds. Man, that felt good to say, but uh, it is moving higher, and you know it's really not surprising. They said this was going to happen. They said they were going to try to push. Um, well, they said they were going to try to push silver higher. They said they were going to try to create a huge short squeeze in silver. And could this be the start of it? Who knows? But it's starting to look like they there's a possibility that they can do it. Experts are saying that it's going to be very hard to create a huge short squeeze in silver, but it is possible. That's what they're saying. And um, as we said, it's all pushed by, you know, the Wall Street Bets group, the Reddit users, the retail traders that is supposedly, you know, they're saying we're taking on the hedge funds. This is what we're doing. Um, So it is definitely something I am paying attention to. Now, am I buying the silver jump? No, no, no. You guys know me. You guys know what to do. You buy the strong names. You buy the best companies on planet Earth when they are down while all these retail traders are pushing other stuff up. Buy the dip. Don't buy the huge rally. That is how you're supposed to do it, people. Um, be a be a contrarian. Uh, think the opposite of what the crowd is thinking. Don't be a sheep. Be a lion and go out and get those names that you know shouldn't be down but are down. So I look at the market today, mostly up, but I see an amazing name, Walmart down. I see Costco down. Those two names have been moving lower over the past few weeks. Go buy them. My goodness, Costco is amazing. Walmart is amazing. You got to go buy these names. You got to buy these names on the dip. Um, You got to buy these names when they're continually moving to the downside for no good reason. Now, taking a look at, you know, some of the biggest calls on the street today, because we got a lot of them, let me tell you. And guess what? For the first time in the past few months, most of the calls have been down, which is not surprising to me. Um, so if you really take a look, if you look, take a look at what these analysts are doing. So over the past month, this market has just been a rocket ship moving higher, moving higher, moving higher, moving higher. And, you know, it's, it's surprising, but it's not surprising. This market has been extremely bullish since the March lows. And it continues to be. But does that mean the analysts should continue to raise price targets? Well, in the eyes of Wall Street, yes. So all the all the time all throughout this huge rally that I don't think anyone has ever seen the likes of. I mean, this rally is huge. But um, if you take a look at it, if you take a look at this market, it has continued to blow through price targets like no one's business. I mean, literally, you know, we started with a price target on Tesla after the split of $700. Now, where is it at? Oh, uh, yeah, price targets going to $1,200. We'll get into that. 
But taking a look, most of the price targets are down. And typically, when the market continues to move higher, analysts move their price targets up and up and up because the stocks continue to move through their price targets and higher, and therefore, they're forced pretty much to upgrade their price target. And, well, taking a look at the numbers, taking a look at the market, they've been upgrading their price targets until now, until the most recent pullback in the markets. That's right, the market's been pulling back. Unless you have been, I don't know, on vacation not looking at the market, the markets have been pulling back. And if you take a look at the chart, we are way off highs of 31188 um, and it is moving lower. I personally think today it's just a little bounce before more downside tomorrow. I think we do have more downside on the horizon, and I welcome it, and you should too, because that is going to allow for a healthy market correction. It's going to get a lot of this you know, froth on top of the market um, out of here, and it's going to allow us to come in and pick up the most amazing names in the market at the cheap, and that is what I like to do. Get stuff really cheap and then sell it really high. That's how you're supposed to do it in the stock market. So taking a look, uh, City downgraded Discovery and Viacom CBS to neutral from buy. Well, those two stocks have been running huge, people. Um, so it's really not surprising that we got these downgrades um, but it is interesting to see. I'm kind of bullish on Discovery, actually, especially with their new streaming app. I think there's going to be a lot of demand for it. Um, given that they've pulled a lot of their shows that used to be on TV onto the streaming app, um, I think changing the game, I think they're actually going to be very successful when it comes to streaming. Now, City opened a positive catalyst watch on McDonald's. I like it. McDonald's is a solid company. Um, I do believe they've done well throughout the pandemic and will continue to do well. Um, I mean, think about it. Uh, throughout the pandemic, in the one we're still in, a lot of restaurants can't be open. They can't open up. And therefore, um, if people don't want to make food at home, they're going to get fast food. And where are they going? They're probably going to McDonald's. Um, and they're going through the drive-thru and they're getting food. And therefore, McDonald's is likely doing well. Um, so I do think, you know, McDonald's is going to be quite successful in the future. I don't think fast food in America is going anywhere. Um, so I do think McDonald's uh, can continue to grow. I think they can continue to move higher. And taking a look, they have a solid dividend of $5.16 and a 2.48% yield. So it is not bad. Now, Piper Sandler out with two big calls today. And my oh my, this is like one of the main headlines out of the analyst right now. Um, Piper Sandler raised his price target on Tesla to $1,200 per share. $1,200. My oh my, it's currently at $838. Uh, if, you know, do you think Tesla is going to $1,200? Let me know on Twitter. Um, but, you know, could it? Well, you know, the market continues to be bullish on Tesla. There are a lot of future catalysts that pretty much everyone expects Tesla to see. Um, so the potential for Tesla to move higher is, you know, it's there. Um, so it's up right now. It's up 5.73%, probably partially on this price target upgrade. But could Tesla have more downside? Man, would I love it if Tesla cooled off down to like 700 600 bucks a share. That would be a dream. You could pick some up on the cheap. But whether we see it or not, I don't know. If you don't want, if you don't own Tesla right now and you want some, nibble on it. Don't go all in on it because it's so volatile. You'll probably get a lower price than where it's at. But, you know, nibble on it. Pick up maybe two, three, four shares, Um, you know, five, whatever your capital base is. If you're dealing with an extreme amount of capital, you want to buy 500 shares, you know, maybe start with 50. Uh, however much you trade with, Um, whether you're trading with, you know, uh, enough to buy five shares or whether you're trading with enough to buy a thousand shares, you know, who knows? Um, that is none of my business. That's only yours. But what I'm trying to get at is scale into the name. Don't buy all at once because this stock could very well move lower or it could very well move higher. And well, we don't know because the stock market is unpredictable. Uh, now, Piper Sandler also raised his price target on Chipotle to $2,000 per share, um, up from the $1,835 per share price target. Now, taking a look at Chipotle, 
This is kind of surprising to me, but the stock currently sits at $1,508 per share. That's a 52-week high. I think uh, Chipotle can start the, uh, start and continue to move higher, and here is why. First off, Chipotle is uh, a remarkable brand. It reminds me of Starbucks. You're just in a different you know sector of the food and beverage market. Um, now, what are the two key takeaways from, say, a Starbucks and Chipotle? Well, the brand loyalty to both customers is insane. They have figured out ways throughout the pandemic to open up um, digital routes to delivering and ordering food, which I love. I think it's going to allow them to get even more business when we're out of the pandemic. And not only that, but they have, have this customer base that's willing to pay a premium for their food, for their stuff, for their product. And that is what everyone in business dreams about, that where they can charge a premium for a product that for them doesn't cost a premium and make a bigger profit. I like that. I think Chipotle is here to stay. I think it moves higher. I think it grows. I think uh, Chipotle is going to be a huge brand. It already is a huge brand, but I think it's going to be even bigger in the future. And I'm excited to see that stock um, and that company be successful. So I do think that this $2,000 price target uh, is warranted. Whether it gets there anytime soon, who knows? It's taken a while for it to get to $1,500. Um, so I think, you know, give it 12 months. It'll probably be at 2000 Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe six months. Who knows? But I do like Chipotle. Morgan Stanley downgraded Virgin Galactic to equal weight from overweight. Now, I know a lot of you out there. I know a lot of you are bullish on the space exploration, on the space, commercial space travel. I know it. I know it, um, and trust me, I am too, but it is very speculative, and these names, such as Virgin Galactic, they fly, people. They move higher um, and higher and higher. It's, a, it's up 22% today, so what do I think about Virgin Galactic? Stay away from it. It's up 22%. It looks like it's probably getting short-squeezed right now. I'd hold off, and here is why. First off, I'm not dissing Virgin Galactic. I think they're probably a great company, but there is not a ton of revenues, in my general knowledge, coming through the door. Not a ton of profit. Um, and, you know, there's not no profit, really, I don't believe. I'm not sure they have any profit. I'm not sure they're profitable yet. But um, I'm pretty sure they aren't. So, taking a look at it, taking a look, it's very speculative. And there's nothing wrong with being a speculator. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, part of the stock market and part of investing is speculating. But... Um, there's to a certain extent where you need to stop speculating and realize, okay, um, you know, why is it like all the way up here? Revenues of 4.02 million and 4.02 million right now. And they're currently trading at a market cap. If you take a look of my, oh my, it has to be in the billions. Yeah. Let's take a look. $10.4 billion with $4 million in revenues. Come on. Um, yeah, I would definitely be careful here. Uh, I think it's very speculative. I, I, you know, do I think they're going to be successful in the future? They very well could be. Very well could be. I am not saying they can't be. I'm not. I'm just saying that, um, you know, space travel, commercial space travel, anything related to space where people buy a ticket and go up in the space, um, this, you know, insane reality that we could live in in 20 years. Notice the 20 years. Um, so, what do I believe? I think Virgin Galactic over, say, a 25-year period, I think it moves higher. But in the near term, I could see this stock going right back down to 20. So you definitely have to be careful when it comes to these stocks that speculate a lot on these future industries. And that is why I'd rather go with, say, you know, an Apple or a Boeing or a Lockheed Martin or an Amazon or a Tesla in this market rather than 
a Virgin Galactic. Um, in fact, if I were to pick any company, any space company that I could invest in right now, anything related to space, um, I would invest in uh, SpaceX, but you can't because it's not public. So I'm waiting for that company to go public. I cannot wait. Hopefully Elon Musk gets it done. Who knows? But uh, that is all I have to say about Virgin Galactic. We kind of went off topic there. And then Wedbush upgraded Expedia to outperform from neutral. I like this. I think anything travel tech related is probably going to do well. Um, and I do think that the travel industry is going to come back by the end of 2021. And I'm very excited to see that. I think you're going to see a lot of the travel related um, markets, a lot of the travel related industries definitely see a rebound, a comeback. Uh, I think the airlines are probably going to see a little bit more recovery in their stocks um, by, by the end of 2021. I think that most likely you see names such as, uh, you know, the cruise lines. So the Norwegian crew and the Carnival Cruise, I think those will probably come back um, even more. Disney, I think the, uh, you know, the parks will probably also come back. I really do. I think they'll see a lot of recovery in the future. Um, and, you know, the, Disney is an abnormal case because they have the streaming services, which I think Disney is a buy right now. But um, I think they even see more recovery. I think the stock even moves higher once, the uh, you know, the... The parks reopen. So I'm very excited to see what happens there. And also, you know, you have to look at the hotels. You got to look at everything related to travel. Online travel booking names are definitely part of that. And I think Expedia will probably do well um, coming out of 2021 and going into the end of the year when travel is on its way back. So I agree with that upgrade. Um, But it is interesting to see that the majority of analyst calls today are downgrades. Um, and that's not really surprising given that we're starting to see this correction here. Um, and maybe the analysts believe there's more downside. I do believe there is more downside, but it will be interesting to see what happens. Also, is there more downside in the market? I already noted. I think so. Um, I, in fact, wrote an article about a month ago going through all the risk that I saw for the market in 2021 and the potential for a market crash or major correction um, in this year. And I still believe there will be. Um, so go to runningwiththemoney.com. It lays out all my evidence. But I'm not saying stop investing. Um, the market still continues to look bullish for the long term. Uh, and that thesis has not changed for me. And I am still buying strong, reliable, growing names. Um, now, another thing when it comes to this market downside is Bank of America today noted that their sell side indicator is very close to indicating a sell off. Um, in fact, the sell side ind- indicator currently sits at 58.7%. Um, and typically 60% is their sell signal. Um, so, uh, given that it's that close to 60%, it's definitely something to watch out for as well. And we're seeing a lot of indicators that indicate somewhat the same thing, reaching multiples that are insane. And you'll see that in that breakdown of market risk for 2021 at com under the analysis opinion section. Go check it out. Um, now, breaking down the individual name, as we always do on the show, we have to talk about Starbucks. Now, taking a look at Starbucks, currently sits at a market cap of $114 billion. It has a dividend of $0.45 cents or one84 percent yield and i love it people i think starbucks will continue to be successful especially in the long term now starbucks is one of the most well-known coffee retailers and roasters in the world with over 32,938 global locations and you know that's amazing i like it and they're still growing even through the pandemic even though they suffered some setbacks the company is still 
still firing at all cylinders and coming back, and I love it. Um, due to COVID-19, Starbucks has taken a major hit as the rest of the retail market has as well. But the company has developed new sales channels such as delivery, digital ordering, and much more to come back stronger throughout the global pandemic. In recent months, Starbucks stock recovered significantly, moving 12.78% to the upside, reaching highs of $107.25 per share in the last few months. But in light of the market's recent pullback, many are led to wonder whether the stock is still a buy. Well, digging into the numbers, Starbucks recently reported a Q1 2021 beat with an EPS of 61 cents, better than the expected EPS consensus estimate of 55 cents. The positivity, it didn't stop here. No, no, no. Now, Starbucks went on to report net revenues to $6.7 billion for Q1. That's down 5%, we know, but it is a huge improvement off of the disastrous few quarters they had months, uh, quarters before that due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, now, furthermore, uh, Q1 sales were down 5% in the U.S., but in one of their most important segments for the future, China, they were up 5%, 5%, and they were only down 5% in the U.S., and we're still in the pandemic. My, oh my, this is great stuff. We're seeing a recovery out of Starbucks, exactly as I and many other experts and believers in Starbucks said would happen. Now, taking a look, memberships are also up. Active Starbucks reward memberships increased 15% in the U.S. Um, on a year-over-year basis, that totaling 21.8 million members as of the end of Q1 2021. I like it. And then digging deeper, the average ticket total increased 20% in the U.S., which offset the negative 6% store sales decline in the United States. I like it. Um, now, as for Starbucks International segment, uh, the segment store, you know, the store sales segment for International decreased 3% um, in Q1, but that was offset by the average ticket uh, increasing by 8%. So I like it. Not bad. Uh, you know, obviously we're seeing some negatives in here because the company is still recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic, but um, these numbers are much better than previous quarters, as I mentioned throughout the pandemic, and they definitely are recovering and I like to see it. Now, this is where it gets even better. Um, when it comes to one of the most important segments in Starbucks, China, when it comes to geographical segments, I believe China is going to be very important to their future. Uh, store sales increased by 5%, but higher by an average ticket increase of 9%. So I like everything I'm seeing so far. An improvement in numbers, um, an improvement in the recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic, and management is so far executing excellently. Now, management also noted that new stores continue to be open, with 278 new stores being opened in the first quarter of 2021, representing a 4% year-over-year unit growth, it is also important to note that the U.S. and China stores represent 61% of Starbucks' entire global portfolio. Now, on the margin front, management reported a GAAP operating margin of 13.5%, lower than the 17.2% in Q1 of 2020, but improving from the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Starbucks also reported strong guidance uh, for both fiscal year 2021 and Q2 of 2021. Updating the fiscal year 2021 expected GAAP EPS expectations to a range of $2.42 up to $2.62. The rest of the FY 2021 outlook looks great as well, with the management expecting the following store sales on the year. So 
On a global basis, Starbucks expects 18 to 23% growth. In the Americas and the U.S. segment, they expect 17 to 22% growth. In the international segment, 25 to 30% growth. And in China, 25 to 32% growth. Excellent numbers there for the full year. Now, when it comes to new locations, Starbucks expects to open 2,150 new stores throughout fiscal year 2021 with 1,100 net new Starbucks stores globally. As for revenues, Starbucks management believes revenues will total 28 to $29 billion in fiscal year 2021, much better than the fiscal year 2020 results. Now, rounding out fiscal full year, um, now rounding out the management's expectations, um, Starbucks expects U.S. store sales to grow 5% to 10% in China. Uh, store sales to grow a whopping 100% in Q2. Great numbers there as well. Uh, now, shifting into the balance sheet, uh, I see a total debt $15.916 billion, total liabilities of $37.878 billion, total assets of $29.968 billion, and a cash and short-term investments level of $5.264 billion. Um, not a bad balance sheet, but what do I not like here? What do I not like? We'll see. I don't like the fact that the liabilities and the debt compared to the assets and the cash and short-term investment. I don't like that. So there definitely could be improvement, but it's not a terrible balance sheet. I think uh, Starbucks continues to improve. The valuation is a bit lofty with the price to sales of 173, um, a price to, no, a price to earnings of 173, a price to sales of 4.9, and a price to cash flow of 28.12. So there's definitely things to look out for. High valuation, balance sheet needs some work, but we are continually improving. Now, um, when it comes to management, management has a return on assets of 2.29% and a return on invested capital of 3.22%, not too shabby. Um, so they're definitely not doing bad. Um, now, given the, you know, the bullishness, um, given how good Starbucks has recovered from the pandemic, uh, we take a look and the mean price target is $112.11 per share, representing a 15.80% upside. It is also important to note that the high price target is $125 per share, representing a 30% upside, while the low price target is $100 per share, rep- representing roughly a 3% gain. Um, so overall, 66.43% of Starbucks is owned by institutions. Top hosts include Vanguard Group, Blackhawk Institutional Trust, and State Street Global Advisors. So what's my opinion on Starbucks? I think it is a solid company. And as I said, if it comes down to the low 90s, I think you can start to pick some up. If it goes below the 90s, definitely buy some. Um, but I do think Starbucks is a buy for the long term. Now, digging into the watch list, as we always do. Um, and I've been dropping watch list on my Twitter. So definitely go watch there for names that I think are starting to look attractive. Now, Disney is attractive to me under 170. If you can get it in the mid 160s, the low 160s, even better. Um, it'll be, you know, determined by whether this market pulls back anytime soon. I also like GE. I like Costco. I like Bristol Myers. I like Amazon. I like Marvell. Um, what else do I like? I like Take Two. I like Microsoft. I like Verizon. I also like AMD. I think that's an excellent name. Square is a solid pick. Maybe if that comes back down, if we get more selling this week, I like uh, Square, uh, PayPal as well. Amazon, I already mentioned. NVIDIA, Penn National, all solid names. Adobe, Salesforce. I really do like Salesforce, especially at 228. That stock is finally starting to rebound. I think it eventually tests highs. Um, so I definitely do like it. Uh, CrowdStrike is down the day, 214. If that comes down lower, buy it. Um, DocuSign, I don't think it's going anywhere. Solid company. Um, and that is all for the watch list today. Thank you all for listening. And we will be back with another episode on Wednesday. But in the meantime, easily profit, trade on, and I'll see you then.